I'll just do this. Hoxamer. So I just uh, got notified about a few minutes ago that I was speaking. So um, I'll go with uh, what we from the heart, from fresh. Okay. So yesterday, what we were discussing, uh, we discussed about how when the Torah was given, uh, the midrash, as midrash says that it was given out in all the seventy nations or seventy tongues. That sounds familiar, right? You know. Pentecost, another Pentecost occurrence. Um, so it was uh, 70 nations, is what the, what the Talmud says. I believe it's um, 88. Do you remember what it is? 88. The, the, the uh, address for the, the uh, oh, Shabbat. Oh, oh, oh. Shabbat. Okay. So there were several places that you could yeah. yeah. So uh, So what happened was, when the Torah went out, it was given in 70 nations, 70 tongues, uh, so that wherever the Jews go, there will be the Torah. And so um, also another interpretation is, is that there were 70 interpretations of the Torah. We know from Kozal that within, within uh, Torah, there's four levels of understanding. Right, so that gives us already 280 different versions. Right, and then within that, there is 10 levels. Right, if we get Kabbalistically, we can keep on going. Right, so uh, Hashem uniformly spoke these 10 words, and He expects us all to carry out the way He specifically spoke to us. So we have. We have a, a national revelation, and we have an individual revelation. So there's no excuse. So it's written, and then he tells us, hey, you know, specifically this is for you, and it's impaired on us to listen to the interpretation that he gives us. Oxmeyer. Right? It's a good start. Right? It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, like my brother, uh, Mayim just came up to me and was like, Drash? He's like, Drash? You're going to give a Drash? And I was like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, you're giving a Drash. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, the theme of Shavuos. One of the themes of Shavuos is uh, Seferut, the book of Ruth. And, um, you know, there's some reasons for that. But uh, so basically, one of the most, one of the biggest, most famous schools, at least in the Chabad world, 
is right? And it was actually said to the students before they were entering this yeshiva that they should write a get, a letter of divorce to the world. Because when they were entering into this school, it was to immerse themselves in Hashem's words and in the way of Hashem. And so I think that's something that we should really think about is writing a letter of divorce to this world. Because, you know, the whole story of Ruth is about joining ourselves to Hashem. And the, the, the whole story of Shavuos is really our marriage to him. You know, with the cloud, that was the chuppah. And it was the giving of the, the Torah, was the giving of this marriage covenant. And so Yeshua said, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. That's becoming more and more apparent in today's world is that the culture is against God's ways, against the Torah. And, you know, it's frightening, but also, you know, a lot of people know this story about some of the believers in China, you know, where there were some people who went there, some missionaries, you know, and they, they expressed how pained they were to see the kind of persecution that the body went through in China under communism, but actually, and they, and they said, we'll be praying for you. But then the, these Chinese believers actually said, no, we'll be praying for you that you actually experience persecution like us because this persecution makes our faith real. And basically, you know, Yeshua talked about when he was sowing the seeds of the kingdom, he was talking about the different believers and the seeds you know, if it was going deep into the soil or if it was in stony ground, whatever. But he said when the sun would come out and the roots were not deep, they would wither. And so, you know, I pray Hashem blesses all of us here to create these deep roots rooted in him so that when the sun comes out or that persecution comes out, we will not wither because it's coming. But it also, you know, I, I remember my friend was saying, because, you know, I was real troubled about this stuff going on. But he said, hey, we are seeing all these things fulfilled, especially like in Revelation and other places. The, these things that look evil or, or negative. But he said, also, that means that the great things are going to be, you know, fulfilled. And when you think about the Holocaust, the Holocaust actually gave birth to the, you know, the nation of Israel or, you know, in our times. And I think that there's something even worse ahead, but literally right on the other side of that, you know, we know in the book of Daniel, it says that there is a stone that is not sculpted or formed by hands. We know that's Yeshua and it says it's going to come down and strike the foot of the, of the, the image. And then it says the entire image is going to turn into powder 
which is all the kingdoms of this world. And then it says, you know, like it says in Revelation, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our gods. That's on the other side of it. We have to keep our mind fixed on things like that. And so, you know, it says in James, it says adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit that dwells in us yearns jealously? And that's very difficult, especially in today's culture, especially for younger people. You know, we have like all the social media and, you know, kids are surrounded by their friends who are maybe not walking in the Derech Hashem, in the way of God. And, you know, this acceptance is being pushed on us. Accept all this stuff, you know, and, and if you don't accept it, then you're, you're a bigot and you're judgmental and all that. And it's even creeping into the church. It's even creeping into the Jewish body, right? And that is actually seeking to be friends with the world. That's actually seeking to love the world. That's enmity with God. We have to make our decision. And basically, you know, the prophets, they got stoned, they got put to death, but they weren't even speaking their own words. They were speaking Hashem's words. And in the same way, we might look hateful in the eyes of the world when we take a stand on Hashem's word, but that's all we're doing. It's not from us. It's from the king of all kings. You know, and this is also like in the fall, you know, with... With all the other feasts, you know, uh, it's always said that before the people accept the king, they accept his law. And so when we accept this Torah that we're receiving today, we heard the, the Ten Commandments, we're crowning him king in our own lives. And we accept it. And if we don't accept it, then we're essentially taking his crown from him and saying, we're the leaders. We're, we get to make our own rules. And that's just not good. So to get into the book of Ruth a little bit, she says, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. Hashem do so to me and more also if anything but death parts you and me. And these are our words to our Mashiach. You know, even the sages say that even Jews, you know, even Israel who are born and raised, we're still on this day all like converts. We all make this declaration that wherever he goes, we will go. His people are our people. You know, their God is our God. And again, this is that idea of leaving the world behind. This is leaving our own families behind sometimes. This is leaving our own places of birth behind. This is, you know, all this type of thing. Having this heart to follow after him no matter where it takes us. Because a lot of times, you know, as we see from the Talmudai Yeshua, from his disciples, following him oftentimes led to extreme hardships. But that's just so momentary in this life. Time goes by like this. You know, 
momentary pain equals an eternity of joy. So it says in the, in the Talmud, when it talks about the, the Torah being given, Shem says, if you accept the Torah, all is well. But if not, your burial will be here. Because the sages say that Hashem suspended the Mount, you know, Mount Sinai, Har Sinai above them. Essentially saying, if you don't accept the Torah, this is your tomb right here. Right? A lot of people are very confused by that. But what does it say in, in Romans? It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Mashiach Yeshua, Adonai, our Lord. That's what it is. When Hashem was holding Har Sinai above us, it was not that you choose this or you die. I mean, it was. Because essentially, walking outside of Torah is the wages of sin. It's death. So pretty much, we either walk in Torah or we die in our sin. We still have the freedom to choose. Right? We can still choose every single day. Like he says, choose you this day. Life and good or death and cursing. We have that choice every day, every moment. You know, the, the sages bring that up about the Shema, you know, because it says Hayom, today. And so every time we do that, we should consider it as if it was today that he's giving us that Torah. He's giving us that choice every single day. So it says in, in Hosea, says, then God said, call his name Loami, for you are not my people and I will not be your God. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And it shall come to pass in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people. There it shall be said to them, you are sons of the living God. Then the children of Yudah and the children of Israel shall be gathered together and appoint for themselves one head. And they shall come up out of the land for great will be the day of Jezreel. Now that's interesting right there. Because of how many sects are in this world in Christianity, Judaism, Messianics. Imagine the whole world of God's people choosing one head. Well, that's going to be Yeshua. We know it. No doubt about it. And it is through coming into his covenant that we are called Ami, his people, my people. And then it says in, in, in Jeremiah, and it shall come to pass up. Oh, that's the wrong one. It says, the Lord says, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant, which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they will be my people. And then it goes on to say that we'll be into it in, in a time where it says, you know, every man will not need to teach his neighbor, and every man his brother saying, know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. 
which is a beautiful thought. And that is the, the new covenant that Yeshua came to establish. And, and, and Hashem said that he was making that with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. We know why, because until now, those two houses have been separated, right? We can number Jews in the millions, but he says here that, that Israel itself can't be counted. It's like the, the, the sand on the seashore. And, you know, a lot of us, you know, whether we come from Jewish backgrounds or not, what we see here is a fulfillment of the Bris Chadashah, the new covenant. And in the first Shavuos, they received it in front of them, the Torah. And on this Shavuos, we receive it within us because he said, I will place it in their minds and write it in their hearts. And that's a beautiful thing. And so that's, that's our walk with Hashem. You know, we, we should just think about this, that we are to be sanctified and we are not of this world. I've, I've been having to remind myself of this, that we are only sojourners, like it talks about in, in, in Hebrews. We're but sojourners in this land, just like our forefathers. Some, you know, I get so upset with all the injustice. I get so upset with how much evil is here. But guess what? We're sojourners. This is not the land of Israel. This is not, you know, and the land of Israel right now is, is part of God's fulfillment. But still, it's going to be a much bigger land. And there's going to be way more people. And so we just have to remember sometimes when we see all this stuff happening, that we are sojourners. And that God is going to return. And like it says, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Adonai. And we just have to overcome and stand firm in Tolo time. And stand firm in his word, stand firm in his Torah. You know, and we have each other. And keep each other strong. Because it's not going to be easy, you know. And uh, yeah. I, uh, I just pray that all of us can walk in his Torah more fully and receive a fullness of his Ruach HaKodesh. You know, like, as he was mentioning, you know, the, the Midrash about the, the Torah coming with the, the tongues of fire, and it was spoken in every language, and then you fast forward to Acts, and then there were those same tongues of fire. You know, the first Shavuos, you know, Torah was given, and then in that one, the Holy Spirit was given. And so it's just, it's completion. So I just pray that we can all experience that completion on the Shavuos and moving forward. I also had um, something um, I wanted to share that I learned a little piece of Jewish history as I was studying about um, Yitro, because this, this Torah portion for Shavuot comes from the Torah portion Yitro. Um, so what I learned was um, the Talmud records that there was a change in the morning prayers and that before this time, uh, Jewish men would read the Aseret HaDivrot, the 10 commandments, the 10 words, the 10 utterances, that they would read it before the Shema as if to say, um, you know, hear Israel, Lord is your God. You know, and these words, these Ten Commandments, these you shall write on your heart, on your mind, and teach them to your children and whatnot. 
And the reason for the omission, the reason why it was taken out, was, the Talmud says, because of the minim. And um, he was explaining that this word minim, it, it means, means believers. It comes from like, um, I believe. And um, it, it can refer, sometimes it refers to Jew, Jewish believers in Yeshua. Um, sometimes these believers would be people who continue to walk in Torah, or it could be Jewish believers in Yeshua who started rejecting the Torah and started following the Christian way of saying that, um, that we no longer need to keep the Torah except for the Ten Commandments. Only the Ten Commandments um, are important. And what they would do is they would say, uh, see, even the Jews realize that um, only the Ten Commandments, or that the Ten Commandments have a special status because it is only the Ten Commandments that they say for the Shema. And, because, and there's kind of this discussion that where rabbis are lamenting that they, they had to remove it because of this reason. And that's still, you know, very much uh, an argument that the Christian church uses today, not all, of course, but many Christian churches say that only the Ten Commandments is important. But, you know, if you think about that logically, um, even Yeshua said the greatest commandment is love Hashem, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's not even in the Ten Commandments. So say, well, that's just a summary of the, of, of the Ten Commandments. So we'll use that excuse. Well, you know, there are actually a lot of laws that Christians um, want to continue keeping. <laughs> they want to really continue keeping a lot of the Torah. I think, I believe really Christians keep, a, a, you know, they believe in most of the moral laws of the Torah. And um, Rambam, Rambam distinguishes, I think it's Rambam, he distinguishes between what, what is moral and what is quote unquote ceremonial. He says that, uh, he says that a moral law is something that a person can de derive deductively from logic, whereas um, the ceremonial laws are something that is only known through revelation. Um, we, can we can deduce from logic that everyone should keep a day of rest, but the fact that it should be the seventh day, because this is the, the crown, crowning day of creation, that can only be, be um, understood through revelation. And someone asked uh, this week, or I think it was, yeah, Sunday maybe, on the first day, she was asking about the Noahide laws. She felt it was very, it was repulsive to her. And, and she understood, though, that it was part of Judaism, but she felt like it was very wrong. And the way I responded was uh, very similar. I, I, see, I see the Noahide laws as being very similar to Ten Commandments in that they are more of uh, a categorization of the rest of the Torah, and they pertain only perhaps to the moral law, whereas the Ten Commandments they have some ceremonial in there, right? Um, but but both the Ten Commandments and and the Noahide laws they are not complete within itself. You don't understand fully the context or the meaning of of, of each and every commandment, whether in the Noahide laws nor the um, nor the Ten Commandments, unless you study. Um, other parts of the Torah. And so just as, you know, we've been saying uh, in Yishai and Safa that um, the Midrash says that Hashem wanted to give 
or tried to give the Torah to all nations, but only Israel accepted. But then after that, he gave us a commission to say to us that you shall now be lights unto the world. And what is the light that we share? It's the Torah. And, and, and I believe, you know, it's, it's prophesied that one day there shall only be one God, there shall only be one Torah. And, um, and that at least on Sukkot, all nations shall come to Jerusalem to worship this one God. So um, thank you everyone for coming. We're glad that um, we, we are seeing faces that we haven't seen in a long time, new faces. And of course, people that uh, we see regularly as well. Hug some man. Hug some man. Testing. Okay. All right. Um, let's do the halal because we were supposed to do it earlier. <laughs>